Why, hello. Welcome back to the process. My guest this month is Anthony Siciliano, a musician and band leader for Head to the Roots. They're just really fucking cool. They've shared the stage with bands like Ripe and the Nude Party. And fun fact, I'm actually performing with them this summer, so I have a special relationship to this band, and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation. We touch on Anthony's practice routine, how he builds his life to find balance and reduce burnout. I really think of Anthony as a healer. He uses the stage and his songwriting and his performances to create catharsis for audience members and the musicians on stage. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Anthony Siciliano. I like to start by asking what the creative process means to you. I think the creative process um, is an individual experience actually Hmm. and it's it is a process so it's like always evolving and um i may you know i think life is a creative process like everything we do Hmm. is can be fueled by creativity and essentially i think it it just is it just is you know everything is kind of coming from a certain creation I mean, that's so real. Like, yeah. literally, we wake up in the morning and we are creating our day. Or, like, we're creating yeah. our relationships or mm-hmm. we're creating a stronger love with someone. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super valid. Creating ourselves. Creating ourselves. That's right. I'm, yeah. How did I miss that one? Like, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, or discovering, like, yeah, I guess creating ourselves slash also uncovering <laughs> whatever is sure. already there. No doubt. So I'm curious about your origin story. What would you say your origin story is Based for making music. music? Yeah, yeah, for making music. Um, I think the real like potent inception point was when I was around like 14 years old. My best friend's older brother had a classic like rock band. They'd play in the basement. Yeah, the drum kit set up, the keyboard set up, guitars askew, and he was down for us to like mess around on the stuff. And so like, um, just always being attracted and inclined to play music and mess around on pianos and drums and stuff. It was like, it was cool. It was car. It was just like carte blanche. It's like, yeah, we were just down there having a great time creating. Um, that's so cool. It's like a playground. Yeah. And that's when I realized <laughs> I like really liked guitar and I wanted mm. to like buy an acoustic guitar. I taught myself for a lot cool. of years. Um, at least when it came to guitar and singing. Um, And then just interacting with friends and other people who played guitar, like then you learn from them, you know? Oh yeah. You know, a buddy of mine, like he's like, okay, this is like the blue scale. And right. And then I'm like, okay. And then, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of it was a lot of like experimenting, Mm. imitating like riffs on guitars from the people I like. Right. Um, And then in recent years, lessons <laughs> oh cool yeah. so you have done interesting because mm-hmm. you probably like see the gaps more because you're way better now yeah and not yeah makes yeah. sense that same older brother he turned us on to um a lot of the acoustic guys at the time like jack johnson dave matthews yeah band, john mayer jason mraz yes yes. they were all kind of sprouting up then yeah um and i just loved all that music yeah that's amazing. I just putting it out there into the world slash universe, like Jason Maratz, if you're if you're out there, like 
you gotta get Hedge of the Roots to open for you. Oh, you got yeah. it. It's just gonna, it's just too perfect. Like it just has to happen at some point. It's going to happen at some point. We all know it is. Let's so go. I'm just putting it out there. Why? What's the kind of driving force behind it now for you? What when you get up in the morning, you're like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. It's just what I'm here to do, and like I'm growing more like certain about that. I've questioned it. I've I've questioned it a bunch, but um, which I think is important to do. But like, um, I would say like formative years of like going through like my twenties and like post college years and stuff were the times where I was really like stepping in and trying like different things. But they never really like they never really were the sauce. (laughs) I was just like I don't know. I'd feel gassed and not interested always come back to music and so I think like during those like years in like my teenage times and I was getting turned on to like certain music and stuff that was when I really had those feelings I was like oh my god this is what I want to do or like high school would have like battle of the bands or band night or whatever and I'd be like watching these guys on stage playing and I'm like that's what I that's what I'm gonna do like that's what I want to do I want to make music yeah and then it's just been kind of like a process of like actually going for it, you know, and like not resisting it. I love that you're saying that the creative process, that life is just a creative process. Like, I think that's very true. And it's also universal. Like mm. even someone who's not doing creative work as their main source of income can still say that, which I think is really cool. Um, I agree. That being said, being a creative is a lot different in the fact that you have to mix business with art Mm. so i'm really curious like how do you do that like what's the relationship between your business and your music yeah that's been a real growing process um Mm. like we're saying wearing a bunch of hats i think naturally over time with some repetition i've kind of gotten some rhythms around that like Lately, what I've been doing <clears throat> is like after I wake up and kind of like lively up, etc. I've been going straight to the music. Ooh, um, okay. So I'm hitting the guitar, I'm doing the craft, I'm working on my vocals, um, and then like maybe songwriting. Yeah. Um, that's been helpful for me, hitting the guitar and like the craft, you know, and practicing. Yeah that's what's calming me down more than anything it's like if i do that before i do anything else then i feel already accomplished oh for sure i completely know that feeling yeah and whenever i forego the practicing which has been a lot recently because my life has been so chaotic Mm -hmm. like i distinctly feel my body like less settled exactly it's just less settled oh yeah yeah and then it reverberates like anybody i'm around oh for sure i'm irritable yep (laughs) and i just don't feel like i've accomplished and instead where I was like before I was like just hitting like emails and stuff and just like draining myself. Right. Right. And it was just like not working. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what I've been doing lately and that's helpful. So I'm always going to ask like, what's your daily routine? But like, we've pretty much gone through that. Is there anything that like you do every day that's not related to your business or your music? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, on my best days. Uh-huh. Right, looks, okay, yeah, let's do it, the yeah. ideal day. <laughs> on my best days, which I'm able to hit, but 
you know, life changes all the time. I like that. Let's yeah. just like land there for a second that like not every day is your ideal day. Yeah. So we are going to describe your ideal day, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily every single day. Right. Okay. For sure. Sounds good. Uh, I have to wake up and like lively up. Mm. As Bob Marley said, Ooh. you got to lively up yourself. And I get that. Yes. You know, it's like, um, wake up. Lately, been hitting warm water with lemon and honey. Ooh. Zing. That's a, that <laughs> will hit the system right, honestly. Cool. Um, but then like, yeah, I some form of exercise. Now that we're in like the warm season, I'm running and biking, which is awesome. I love yeah. that. And, um, usually just like some like mild body strengthening, just like keep my bones and my posture strong and, um, I'm stretching too, which is helpful. Um, sometimes yoga, sometimes just stretching or yeah. Um, read a book for like 20 minutes or something, just like ingest and, and meditate that's on my best days. <laughs> right. Uh, and then eat, like have like a breakfast. Um, like these days, warm season, like I said, I'm hitting like smoothies or Ooh, like, yeah. I don't know, eggs and toast. And then boom, then I'm off and I'm feeling good. You know, like I'm alive. I'm feeling clear, energized. And then I get to like the practice and stuff. Right. And the computer. <laughs> Right, later. Yes. Or else I just feel like sluggish and crappy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did it take you a while to like figure out what worked for you or was this like how how did this routine evolve, you know? Yeah, it definitely took it takes some time and yeah. always evolving, right? True. I guess kind it's of, not done evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> the fun part too. Life is a creative process. You know, that's really it's true. Seriously. Like, yeah. Um well, trying to like do things that at least interest me mm. and that are fun. Like biking is so fun. True. It's just like a fun way to get your heart rate the up. The wind is going past yeah. you and you're, yeah. Yeah. This might be a super obvious question, but how do you, how can you tell like in your body if something interests you? Like, what do you feel? Oh, I think about it the night before. I'm like, I'm stoked to wake oh. up and do this thing. Okay. Yeah. So you're like looking forward to it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And like, it, sometimes it's. I still feel resistance and I'm like, I don't want to feel that burn today. But like the undercurrent is like, this is still pretty exciting and I'm glad I'm able to do this. Mm. You know, I like how you're bringing up the resistance part. I I need to (laughs) talk about resistance because you brought it up twice now and it's such a huge thing. Like mm-hmm. doing things despite the resistance and like yeah. knowing when the resistance is too much and you shouldn't do the thing or just, yeah. I know that <laughs> I find is like a deeper philosophical thing in mm. my experience, like the difference between um, when to push through because it's just resistance or versus like, this is not the way you're going against the flow. Right. You need to switch gears. Right. It's hard to figure How out. How do you figure it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I mean, in general, like, I think it just comes down to like, if I know that it's something that I need to be doing, or I've already like made my mind up that I'm going to be doing, mm-hmm. 
but then I don't want to do it. That's like, that's that form of resistance. That's just like, no, you just have to push the ball up the hill today. Right. You have to. (laughs) Um, And then when it's done and over with, I feel great and accomplished. And I can look back at the end of the day and be like, yeah, good job. You put in a day's work. You should feel good about that. You can rest and do it again tomorrow. Okay, cool. So it's like the bigger picture is that you really do want this. Yeah. And then the smaller picture doesn't matter as much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you want to be a better musician? Do you want to be able to express Mm. greater through the instruments? Yes. Right. Okay. Then if you don't (laughs) want to practice, then that's... Like too bad. Yeah. It's just (laughs) resistance. Okay, cool. I love that definite. That's really... that. That works in my brain. It's clicking. Yeah. Has there been a time in the past like couple years where you've had resistance and it has it has been like you're doing something that's out of flow with you? Like last summer when us guys we were working on like recordings, that we kind of hit like a dead end and it just made sense to just like put a pause on it. Cause we right. were just like, our idea was to record like a few songs and create an EP. Yeah. And the songs kind of live together really well. Um, and we were trying to do that at this time of year, which is also the time of year we're trying to like rehearse and prepare for like live sets. Mm-hmm. And then, and it was just like a lot, we yeah. could have done it, but it actually just felt like, that's a moment where it felt right to just let it go for a second. Yeah. Focus and put our energy on the other things. And it proved to be helpful. Yeah. I would say. <laughs> That's a really good example. Yeah. I don't know if people, do people know that you're recording an album? Is this like a thing that is general knowledge? Um, You know, it's not in terms of like the classic social media uh, post. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. we've been just telling like fans at okay, shows cool, and cool. we're just like, hey, we're playing a new song and we're also creating an album. This is like one of the ones we're considering for it. So we're nice. starting to drop the word for sure. Amazing. Yeah. So what's been the, the process for that? Like, how have you been preparing for it with the band? Let's start there. We have some road tested songs that we've really just been hitting live and they just like feel great. And it's like, yeah, we want to capture these. So those ones seem obvious and they're kind of like set. Um, then there's just like some pieces of other songs and drafts that have come from the vault coming forward that we're now mm. working on. And it's like, ooh, what's feeling good here? So yeah. we're kind of taking a bite out of a handful of songs, probably like 10 to 13 tracks or something. And then we are working with uh, 1809 Studio. They're out in Macedon working with Dave. And the guidance there was create scratch tracks, which we are doing at home, and get kind of the composition and the foundations in place. So then when we go into the studio, we're pretty confident and we can just play our parts, get the bones down, fluidly and then after that we can go in and do the layering and dubs and stuff Ooh, wow. the other night we just had a listening party for like the first few songs and that's that's going to be our process that we figured out that's going to work and at the end we'll have like a batch of scratch tracks that we can kind of listen to as a whole we'll listen to them and send them to dave our engineer um he'll give us input and then i think we'll just kind of like formulate what what's good and what kind of like will speak to the 
the album as like a whole and as like a concept. Mm. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah. How has it been working as a band versus working as a solo act? Because I know a couple years ago, I know a couple years ago you were mostly performing alone or maybe with Drew sometimes, and now it's the full band. Like, how has that evolved? How do you guys work together? Yeah. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys and like the vibe Aww. we're creating is good. Um, it's cool. You know, like the, um, there's like this great quote I've heard. I don't know where it comes from, but it's like faster alone, further together. And yeah. that really applies here. You know, yeah. like with my solo <laughs> stuff, I can move fast and I can, I'm just the only one who's making decisions. Um, but I always wanted to play the band and the solo thing goes so far, I think in terms of like expressing the sound, the sound that I hear in my head, you know, the song that's, you know, playing in the head. Yes. Um, requires the, the drums and the bass and stuff and the big sound. Yeah. So obviously they're all mad talented. For sure. I'm like pretty lucky to be, (laughs) (laughs) to be like, you know, creating music with them and it's bonding Mm. you know and it takes some vulnerability too to like um to like open up these songs for like other people to put their input on yes you know it's i i like cherish these songs like babies right um (laughs) so to work with others can be like a vulnerable task co-parenting (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah it is parenting the songs right yeah yeah but these guys make it pretty easy to do mm. that you know yeah so how does a song go from you being in your house writing it to performing it on stage with the band so this isn't out yet but people who have seen head to the roots live which i know is probably a lot of people listening you've heard black to blue um Whoa. let's just use that as an example True. i guess okay yeah (laughs) that's a cool song for sure all right straight origin story Mm. i was in college probably uh my freshman year i was sitting in a class called like something's in democracy it was like a very like (laughs) political government type of uh core ed class that like really didn't intrigue me okay and so (laughs) i um so what was i doing i was doodling on my paper and (laughs) just like scratching like lyrics and stuff i had the riff probably going at one point um and so that's really where like a song will start for me is usually i'm noodling on guitar i'm playing a Mm. riff um i like to do the like riffing around stuff and then the melody and the words formulate around that and so that's how that one kind of began and then I've really like that song has been carried through different like groups that I've played with actually. Ooh, interesting. Which is, yeah, that one's like an old song for me. Really? It's got to be like over 10 years now. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's been in like other groups, duos. Um, I even have some good friends who we used to all play together in a different outfit like out in Maine. They like perform oh, wow. it out live. Now. Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah. And they're Aww. like, yo, we played Black to Blue tonight. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I'm like, sweet. We're just like, it's like sharing a folk song or something. Wow, that's so cool. So, like, bringing it with these guys in Head of the Roots, it's like, with their talents, it's been able to like really open up and turn into like um, 
I think kind of like the powerhouse that it is. Okay, quick pause in the conversation just so that I can play you a little sample of Head to the Roots playing Black to Blue at Party in the Park last summer. I wish you well, but don't you cross my street. This is good now. This is goodbye. I know your tricks, so don't you start and try. Oh, no. How did you arrange it as a band? It's kind of a mixture. Like, there is that core of the song that I have, mm-hmm. and that's kind of easy to bring forward because it's just like verse, turnaround, etc. Um, but then after that, it would be like, all right, like, guys, I've heard it this way for so long, and I think we can do it like this. And from there, it's like we know the direction. It's just like a blank, blank slate mm. to like go from. And yeah. Then, um, yeah. Then everyone kind of has ideas, you know, and uh, we'll just try them like in practice. We'll just right. be like, all right, let's see it, see how it feels. And then and then it grows from there. Um, and it seems like we'll play it. And then over time, it's like we'll either like get bored of that <laughs> or we'll want to do it differently or we'll hear something new. Right. And that's the fun. I love that stuff. That's the fun part where it's like, cool. Now we're going to go play this in a show where fans already know this song, mm-hmm. but they don't know that we changed this part or that yes. part. And yeah, that's like exciting. I love that. Yeah. You're not just playing the same show over and over again. You're playing right. like a very different show, but with the same core. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I am partners with the drummer <laughs> in Head <laughs> to the Roots, Chris. Yes. Chris Palace. So I'm always here when you guys are <laughs> rehearsing in the studio. Like they rehearse in the studio that we're recording the podcast in. So I've heard like this evolution of the songs too, which is really cool. <laughs> like just, for, you know, hanging out, writing or whatever I'm doing That's upstairs. Right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So speaking of like playing in the band and this musical uh musical creation process how how did the didgeridoo like become a part of your sound how has your relationship with the didgeridoo changed and go forth yeah well all right i first was introduced to the didgeridoo through certain australian singer songwriters so it was like cool xavier rudd is number one on that list for me Mm. um this guy is so inspiring and like mega powerful his like vibe and energy and his music's just awesome and then also like john butler trio they do a little bit of that in their act sometimes and just hearing just like upon hearing the instrument i just felt so like called to it and like moved Mm. and i was just like this is amazing and i would just like listen to that you know like music centered around the didgeridoo um and then i saved up money and bought one and i got it shipped you know from australia from a company that you know like sources and sells them yeah um and they give you like little online lessons so i was able to like learn. oh nice yeah learn some of the techniques um and they're set in one key essentially based on like yeah yeah the length of the cut and the diameter of stuff of the instrument 
So essentially I just like anywhere I can fit the didgeridoo <laughs> right. in, that, in a certain key and it makes <laughs> sense to like the song or uh-huh. like adds to it, you know, we try to make that work. Wait, before, just what yeah. key is your didgeridoo in and oh, how did yeah. you choose the key? <laughs> Was it like All an right. intentional choice? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. um, the key's in C sharp, oh, which nice. is kind of odd <laughs> when it comes to playing guitar. Mm. Um, oh, in true. Like open chord. It is stuff, kind yeah. of odd. So that's uh, been a whole conversation. I mean, the reason I bring For like sure. three guitars on stage is because one is tuned half step down. So oh, I can shit. play the <clears throat> the open D chord and it's a C sharp. Interesting. And that just like is easier for me to like rip. On for the sure. Uh, my girlfriend at the time when I was looking to purchase, uh, I just I had her play the sound samples of the didgeridoo that the site had, mm-hmm. and I just closed my eyes and then I was just like, nice that one. Nice, cool. Yeah, yeah I mean. Well, you asked how it's evolved and recently like my relationship to it evolved deeper Mm. in a sense that, um, Mm. all right, for those listening, um, who aren't familiar with the didgeridoo, it is, um, it's like a very ancient instrument really. It's, um, it's like an instrument of the aboriginals of Australia and it's part of their culture and their like lineage and their storytelling. It's, it's like a deep ingrained part of just their their life and story and practices it's Mm. it's like a ceremonious instrument too at times so all right i've been attempting to get on tiktok and like make a presence there true yeah and i had like this fun like didgeridoo video that ended up spiking getting like a lot of attention and there were a lot of comments about like appropriation to the culture of the aboriginals um this like came up a lot <laughs> yeah and i huh. knew this and i've always yeah. like i felt like they're like the didgeridoo um deserved and almost uh, demanded a certain type of like reverence where i would i would personally feel weird playing the instrument in like bars uh yeah, yeah. Like, as a working musician you land in some of those like bar gigs and right. like i have done it but it's just always kind of felt weird like i shouldn't be doing this interesting and um so i did like some deeper research after like these comments came through because it's a very um it's a very like debatable topic um some people see it as like you shouldn't be doing it at all if you're not like if you don't have any like aboriginal lineage right Um, some Mm. people think it's totally cool uh that that you're sharing a culture Mm. so like through the research um and like trying to reach out to different organizations in australia and like reading like these huge manifestos the best way to go about it is to actually ask like um like aboriginal elders or anyone in the community um just ask for like consent essentially and to be open for them to say like no yeah yeah (laughs) um wow i wasn't able to actually like get a direct line of communication with anyone so i'm kind of now like my relationship is that i'm just trying to communicate and express further to um anyone attending the shows right this is what it is and this is the like the history and this is where it's coming from and like and just trying to like positively share like 
about the instrument and mm. to link it back to those cultures. Right, um, right. Like you're not presenting it as something that you have control over necessarily. You're presenting it as something that you're, oh, I don't know what the. Yeah. Kind of just honored to. You're, yeah, you're, you're honoring yeah. it. Yeah. You're presenting it as the important part and not you, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I kind of just like after just giving like the details and the the background, I lately just been saying like, um, I'm like, I'm honored to play it and mm. you can perhaps you, you as the listener can open up your heart and mind to the fact that like this instrument is deep. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Know? So just trying to like open people up to, um, it's kind of ancient mystique and power yeah yeah Yeah. and i'm more intentional as to where i'm playing it i'm trying not to play it in like certain settings and keeping it more towards like uh spots where i just it just feels appropriate yeah to to break it out yeah i was at um the show that you guys did at uh muck duck studios Mm, mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago and you you did a really good job of i mean i thought you did a really Mm. good job of just like giving the context for the instrument and it really put it opened me up to the deeper layers of meaning that Mm. could be evoked while you were playing it cool um and it was a really cool space to play it into yeah there was art and there was community and there was it did feel like very spiritual yeah people were like and it was more of a listening thing yeah oh for yeah, sure i was so. just lying on the floor like, yeah exactly. <laughs> with my eyes closed yeah, pretty yeah. much just enjoying it yeah yeah that is a whole like thing like it's it's courageous of you to like want to go deeper into that instead of just seeing the comments and saying okay i'm gonna like avoid this whole thing or okay like i'm do-, you know what i mean like you didn't avoid it you're going in and you're trying mm. to learn which i think is really courageous and I'm so terrified of this topic. Like, I, I just don't want to say the wrong thing. Oh, it, like, hey, I'm so terrified. Like, personally, I'm terrified topic. of it. It's it's very sensitive. And I'm going to keep that in there because, like, I feel like yeah. it's important to, like, have these conversations about it, you know? Yeah. And, like, be honest about where we're coming from. And, yeah. Of course. I mean, when that stuff first started rolling through, like, it, it put me on a roller coaster of emotions for right. sure. I, like, first, yeah... I, it made me sweat you know i was like oh right. my god i fucked up and like right but yeah but then there's people who were supportive and like even like aboriginals who were like hey it's great you mm. know that you're you're sharing our culture right and you're not it doesn't seem like you're disrespecting it so like that's cool continue to like express the backgrounds of it and stuff i've thought a lot about it just with music in general like i have a song that is a blues song and like should white people even be playing blues at all? You know what I mean? Like it just, right. you can go so deep into it. Yeah. And so I guess like my solution, it's not a solution at all, but my strategy, I guess for playing my blues song is to be like, this was inspired by these artists like Bill Withers and yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, but it's, it's tough. I don't know. Hats off. Cause it's like, them. you pretty much can't play any music 
<laughs> if you're gonna make the argument that like nobody can play any music <laughs> if if they're trying to make the argument that you can't play music that's outside of your culture right right so but it's it's kind of tough to like navigate it for sure i agree i feel like inherently music does transcend boundaries mm. it's the universal language yeah and we're living in a world that's becoming more interconnected so it makes sense in that um the the topic and sensitivities around appropriation have come up stronger and i would in like a stronger pulse i'd say in the last few years because we're we're more we're in each other's faces yeah, yeah we're in interesting each, we're in each other's pockets like on our phones so it's easy to just like open up and then boom you're like involved in something else that you wouldn't be otherwise I, i've thought about that too like the the roots of like blues music and yeah. jazz and yeah it's like it all goes deeper deeper head sure. to the roots baby <laughs> head to the roots yeah yeah all right <laughs> let's let's uh let's switch gears i do want to so, i really want to talk about how do you balance like how do you stay balanced as a human being because you're doing something that's so personal which is music and art right and you're also trying to live a life like how do those intertwine how do you stay whole do you stay whole? <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yo, balance is a big one. Yeah, my dad, that was, that's like the piece of wisdom he'd always drop on me. He's like, life is about balance. So I'm like always kind of meditating on that mantra. Hmm. Um, and it's like a large question how i stay balanced right like i think on baseline levels it's like i need to stay like healthy in my behavior like my diet and my activity levels and staying like you know active and keeping momentum um and then pursuing what excites me which is the music right actually keeps me really balanced yeah i will find if i don't write a song or like play in that way that i can actually get thrown off mm. and i can get like like weird or grumpy or irritable not really know why mm. but yeah after like writing a song i'll be like oh i feel so much better like i wow. forgot that's what i need to be doing Wow, that's great. So I can get kind of like lost in all the other like hats of um, keeping the the music business side of things going. Yeah. Which is a lot of work. For sure. It um, is, yeah. And we have all these tools available to us to like really help us. Um, and they can also take me away from like the core of the joy and like the essence of just like creating a song and like tuning into that space right so like that's why you're doing all of it yeah other than that like just trying to continue with routines and disciplines can just help with like staying balanced too yeah taking breaks too Ooh. like resting 
is good. <laughs> like, how do you rest? Oh, dude, good food, good friends. Ooh, yes, yes. And uh, just a good old classic time like that. Sounds amazing. You know? Yeah. Just like laughing our asses off. For sure. Um, that's definitely one way I like to rest. Just oh, yeah. hang with the people that I love and yeah but i'm a bit of a like a filmophile too i love watching films yeah <laughs> yeah same yeah i love films like oh my gosh you can just see so much of the human experience in movies and it's For just sure. so fun yeah to observe <laughs> yeah what's your practice regimen like what do you actually do all right i start um usually like 20 to 30 minutes of just warming up on guitar so i'm just like i'll throw in like a backing track or something i'll just jam out Ooh. like lately i've been focusing more on the electric guitar so i'll plug in and um just hit that then i'll go boom to vocals like 15 20 minute warm-up on vocals oh, yeah. just get those warm so now everything's warm stretch the fingers and then i'll go into like an hour of like intensive practice where it's like on guitar i'm like actually focusing on whatever i'm working on intervals or chords or whatever and then i usually do that in 20 minute increments 20 minute man that's that's I what like i try it. to go for is yeah. like just set the timer sit focus for 20 minutes when it's up stand up like stretch take a breath get water go back 20 minutes and deep dive yeah um and then i'm it seems like I'm able to get like a pretty solid hour that way. And then I'll go to vocals and do like 30 minutes of like whatever. It's like an exercise or I'm trying to like strengthen a certain aspect of my range or right. I'm singing along to songs or like rehearsing or something like that. Yeah. And that's that's typically my daily practice. Hell yeah. Yeah. How do you decide like what you're focusing on for a certain period of time like let's say you're doing intervals like when do you decide all right i'm not going to do intervals anymore now i'm going to work on arpeggios no. or like i don't know <laughs> that's a great question i've first of all I, I break it up into quarters of the year really yeah wait so you plan this like this is like a year plan for you kind of but i go quarter by quarter okay so you don't yeah. plan the whole year no you just, okay so cool like i'll be like all right for the next three months i write down like what's kind of intriguing me, what's calling me, what I feel like maybe I'm weak on. Mm. Um, and then I'll go from there. And within cool. that quarter, it's like, I don't necessarily break it up evenly. I just kind of, I, then I, then I kind of just go at it and see yeah. how I feel. And like, if I pick up a concept, you know, or technique quickly, I'll just move on. But I'm also finding the balance of like, not, um getting stuck either because like i can just like hammer something again and again and feel like i'm still not perfect at it yeah but then i like lose momentum and excitement on yeah. the whole thing so yeah. honestly it's like i realize this is going to be a lifelong practice anyway like mastering any craft is that way there's really no end is what i'm beginning to understand so i'm just <laughs> right. like you know what? I, I will revolve back around to this but for now, it's like practice it and then just start integrating it and then mm. just like take a bite and then move forward. Then just start doing something else. 
Well, that's really helpful. I love hearing about people's like actual nitty gritty, mm-hmm. like what do you actually do when you sit down with your instrument type yeah, stuff. For sure. I don't know if anyone else cares about that who's not a musician, but whatever. <laughs> if they're listening <laughs> maybe to the they process. Do. If they're listening to the process, maybe they care about it. <laughs> for sure. Um I love hearing about that stuff. Right? I guess it's just like it's just another form of like routine. Like just because you're doing music specifically it's still like a routine and a ritual mm-hmm. that most people have. Yeah. Even if they're, they're not creating music. Right. Practicing an instrument. And yeah. it still takes structure and discipline and like some yeah. sort of forethinking. Right. That's the creativity. Right. Life is just a creative process. Bringing it back. <laughs> exactly. Bringing it back. Amazing. <laughs> okay. Going off the resting thing. I've heard you talk in the past about burnout and like avoiding burnout. How do you avoid burnout? What do you do to avoid getting burnt out? <laughs> Yeah. Is it possible? <laughs> it's got to <laughs> be the real possible. <laughs> I think so. I just don't okay, think cool. that I've been able to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> Same, dude. Same. Yeah. All right, well. But I, it, it must come back to, like, the balance. Yeah, and, just the discipline and the... Yeah. And, like, through time and experience, um, just building, like, some awareness around what it is that will burn me out or mm. you know you know here's a good one okay lately i've been digging uh riding with the seasonal energies Ooh. that for me is a helpful way to avoid burnout in a greater picture hmm. so like uh right now we're in springtime look around feel it everything's coming alive here everything's sprouting and bursting with like potential energy seeds are being planted so like i'm do i'm feeling and doing the same thing you know i'm like i'm waking up earlier i'm like feeling creative i'm planting seeds i'm mm. writing ideas down i'm nurturing them i'm watering the plants so to speak and you know like following through summer comes in it's like summer is crazy full blast yeah full throttle and it's like the energy's there to do it so why not ride that wave you know and then things come down and get quieter in the fall and you like harvest and you enjoy, but then it's like, boom, we're going to, we're about to get dormant. And then in the winter, um, lately, like my attempt is to like slow down and, um, uh, you know, play less shows. I mean, I'd, I still love to play shows, right? but like this past February, instead of pushing forward i actually like took a break and i went south and Mm. like recharged because in the past i was pushing during that those like really deep state winter months and i that's when i was really feeling burnt out and i was getting like sick you know yeah yeah and then just getting like really like down and it just didn't feel good and I'm just thinking like naturally speaking what I'm feeling I need is really more like rest and rejuvenation. So I'm trying to just ride that wave and see how that feels. I love that. (laughs) Like you don't have to make the rules. You don't have to remake the rule book. You're just following the actual natural seasons. Yeah. It's like an experiment. Life is a creative process. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, uh, you know, hopefully it will help reduce burnout especially in like the long game right right Um, because you're in it for the long game yeah it's like yeah it's a career to build and that's going to take time 
I mean, that sounds really healthy. It's good to hear, though, also you being honest about how, like, you haven't quite found the, like, that's really important because I think a lot of people are experiencing burnout right now just from the pandemic, even just that, you know? Yeah. Who aren't even musicians or or teachers or, I don't know. It's true. Yeah. These are, it's been intense lately. Yeah. Um, You know what's another one is, like, something I realized recently as well is um, in terms of social media, Mm. that is something where like the hype and energy around it um can lead me to a certain type of burnout and i realize that Mm. okay it's like it's so new right (laughs) so i realize like all right i'm gonna try to treat this kind of like other social situations like Mm. i'm an introverted person by nature anyway so i actually get my energy and recharge by like alone time and like quiet time Uh uh-huh so it's like the same way that i'm like not constantly like being in social groups with like friends and always like going out or whatever it's like i'm trying to treat social media perhaps like that too where it's like hey like there's just gonna be some times where i'm just like not gonna show up here because i need to like be processing other things or just like getting involved in like other creative processes or you know taking a break we all take breaks from like social situations for sure i like that way of thinking about it a lot so that's like a helpful way to mitigate some burnout too but you got to take care of yourself and that's the priority so that you can actually do your work is what you're saying yeah so personally for me that's just like a point where i can get burnt out quickly so I i have to figure out a new relationship to it that's super valid. Yeah. Or you could hire a social media person at hey. some point. That's like the <laughs> ultimate goal for me is not ever having to do social media for myself again. There you go. But it's just such a long-term, like, long, like way in the future Yeah. when I'm making more money. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you listening to right now that's, like, really exciting? Who? What music are you listening to? Um, Anders Osborne. Okay. I don't even know who that is, so I got to look yeah. that guy up. He's a lad coming down from I think New Orleans. So okay. I was first introduced to him at Jazz Fest in New Orleans in 2015. Just awesome set, and Ooh. it's like a it's yeah. like a rock, kind of like a blues rock, real rootsy Americana stuff. There's something classic feeling about it. He's hitting just this certain type of like guitar music. He seems very soulful. Man, I don't I wouldn't want this to come off the wrong way, but almost like a little rough around the edges. Like you I know, get that. it's just like Like it's raw. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. raw, it's soulful, it's right. like of the earth. Just like this guy seems like he's been through a lot. Mm. Um mm. he came through Lilac Festival just a couple weeks ago. Oh, shit. So I went cool. and saw him and boom, first first song was like a song, you know, I really love. Wow. Um That's amazing. It was just cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So that, um, I mentioned Xavier Rudd. Yeah. really like Xavier Rudd, and he came out with a fresh album recently, so that's been on there, and uh, Krungbin. Ooh, you know yes, them. yes. Yeah, that's just a just vibe. <laughs> so Such just, a vibe. Yeah, vibing. I can hear all of those influences in your music, cool. for sure. How does spirituality fit into your music, or play a part, or influence your music? I came to a point in my life where I like needed something 
like uh, I was calling on something greater, like in believing in that, you know, concept mm. and feeling it and growing, you know, through like tough times and calling on that kind of great spirit, you know, essence. Yep. And then having some like wild stuff happen where it's like undeniably like oh, there's shit. something else going on. Yeah, here. yeah experiencing such joy and bliss and synchronicity Mm. and experiencing such mystique i i think is a great thing it's a great experience it's very fulfilling it's it's like being held Mm. and so all i want to do is kind of like weave that into the fabric of the art that's being created and like the songs and the words that I'm choosing. Um, it's like my way of sharing it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm replaying some of your songs in my head right now, Mm. like Celeste and Mm, like mm -hmm. top of the world. And I mean, just all of your songs Mm. have this element. So yeah, it makes everything you're saying makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I want to bring it back to the core of like why, you're making music or like what is the point of music can you just talk a little bit about the point yeah what's going on here (laughs) what's going on here (laughs) yeah um i'm making music i simply feel called to pursue it um and like there's just nothing else i'd rather be doing mm. it's like the thing that makes most sense to me and um mm. yeah like obviously different chapters and stuff in my life i've had like strong feelings of like yes 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 and i think ultimately it's just like it's the thing that's like bringing me the most joy so really what i'm trying to say is like i'm following my bliss yes and this is clearly the thing that's like is that's the path Mm. um but the deeper implication of that is like music (laughs) i mean it's (laughs) it's here it's here it's here for us and wants to be here with us and it's like it's like one of the greatest experiences i think as a human to listen and or play um it's healing it's Mm. like it creates time stamps in our life it's the soundtrack that is so true it's uh music is like my best friend at you know highs and lows it's it's the background of all of what we do whether we're out to listen to it or we're just eating or we're laying down listening to an album like you know it's so profound so it's really just like an honor to to play it and you know it is a gift i've heard that said and i'm like understanding that more it's like yeah yeah if you feel like inclined and you just get that feeling uh you get goosebumps when you like hit the piano key or like you can't stop drumming (laughs) with your foot or (laughs) like you know it's like you have it in you and it's like that's a gift you're like you're really feeling that presence um and yeah my musical heroes have literally like helped 
change my body you know mm. carlos santana like he's always says like music literally changes like your molecular structure i have felt that at shows where mm. I, like i show up one way and i leave feeling like completely different or i've actually had like yes. a cathartic experience where i'm like literally breaking down and breaking through yes. with the music yes. like present with the energy you know yeah I felt that at your shows as an audience cool. member. Like <laughs> I definitely, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And like, yeah. I've realized the more as an audience member, the more I can tune in to the music, the deeper the experience actually happens. And there's like a feedback mechanism that occurs between the performer and the listener. Mm. Um, and it's like, it's, yeah, so that's, like, another element of why I love this is because, like, the interaction between live music is, like, really powerful. I mean, I don't know if there's many other things like it where, like, you have that amount of people tuning into the same thing. It creates, like, quite quite a, like, well, experience, I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah, it's, like, tangible almost. Yeah. I definitely, I'm like feeling into what you're saying so yeah. much right now. Yeah. It's healing too. Yeah. I love that music's healing and it, we can all show up for whatever, an hour and a half or two or three and like, just kind of like let go and forget the troubles for a second or yeah. throw our troubles or throw the at troubles the music. The mix. Yeah. yeah. And just <laughs> let them get blasted. <laughs> right. Yes. Let the troubles get blasted. Yeah. Yes. Um, amazingness. Oh man, uh, it's so great. Listen, like it's so great listening to you talk about it because it just gives me so much hope. Nice. Just for like life. I'm just like, wow, people like this exist. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Quick rapid fire though. Yeah. Okay, cool. Pew, so, pew, pew. <laughs> pew, pew. All right, so here we go. Favorite quote or mantra? It's be the change you wish to see in the world. What's your definition of success? Um, like happiness. Mm. Or, you know, a slight uptick of joy. Like, <laughs> I love that yeah. slight uptick of joy. <laughs> yeah, just like it. that's kind of the baseline. Achievable. <laughs> yeah, just like have a baseline of feeling like content and uplifted and feeling and healthy. Mm. And God bless safety, you know. Where is your favorite place in the entire world? To be? <gasps> oh, <laughs> my gosh. That is so tough. I know. Um it's Ganondagon. That's the Native American kind of cultural preserve over in Victor, New York, which is oh, wow. I've my never been hometown. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a really beautiful land. Hmm. Really peaceful. Um, just like the most gentle spirit upon that place. So that's a place I go to locally. It's one of my favorites. Wow. Amazing. Um, What's the most mind-blowing show you've ever been to? Oh, <laughs> most mind-blowing show. It was definitely a Dave Matthews band show. Ooh, nice. There's definitely multiple. Um, I'm a huge fan of Dave Matthews band. That's the band that I followed around on the road. That's, mm. that's like my Grateful Dead, you know. Um, and there's a few of them, but I think... I did go see them play at the Gorge. Uh, it's Labor Day. Oh, that's so cool. It was amazing. Oh, I want to go to the Gorge. It's, yeah, it's a really powerful place. Yeah. Amazing amphitheater. Uh, 
and the 2019 weekend at the gorge that they played was just lights out i actually felt like i had seen the show before in like a deja vu way not like they repeated a set or anything but it was like it was such a powerful show that i actually thought i had experienced it before somehow like it blew my my mind yeah And it was like, yeah, it was so cool. That's so awesome. But yeah, these shows, like, they always bring me to tears and they, like, move mm. me and, like, charge me up. I've just had multiple interactions at those shows in particular mm. where, like, like um, my body chemistry will actually change. Like I, mm. like, I can, like, release, like, emotions and stuff. And it's, like, they bring some serious juju. <laughs> it's funny because, like, Dave Matthews Band has, like, this crazy split, like, you either love them or hate them type <laughs> right, of thing. Right. And um, uh, it's like, all right, whatever. Maybe it's just the cool thing to like hate on them. But like, <laughs> I I don't know. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. for me, they really speak to my soul. Oh, and, like they bring in some awesome. serious like juju and healing power. I love it. Hell yeah. Those are the shows that blow my mind. Here's a little shout out, a little plug. Ooh, yeah. Plug. We do. <clears throat> introducing <laughs> no we do have uh sienna will be a, have a special appearance at a couple of our shows this summer at, oh uh, yeah at cornhill arts festival and um record archive record as archive well. a and classic june. classic rochester spot so yeah we got june 29th mm-hmm, so june 29th at record archive mm-hmm. and then i don't remember the other july one july 10th <laughs> Cool, and July 10th Yes, at Cornhill Music Festival. Yeah, so yeah, we'll be collaborating on the stage together. Yes! And we're looking forward to that. Lots of collaborations For in different sure. ways. So there's the there's a good plug. For sure, yeah. You guys have a crazy <laughs> summer. Like, you're playing fucking Party in the Park. True. You're opening... <laughs> wait, aren't you opening for like X... Uh, yeah, X Ambassadors. X Ambassadors! <laughs> yeah. Head to the Roots is opening for X Ambassadors this summer. It's like ridiculously cool. Yeah, we're pretty stoked on yeah. that. We're like so like we're honored to go back play Party in the Park again. It's a really fun production. Um, and yeah, X Ambassadors, those guys are huge. I they believe are. they they hail from Ithaca, New York. Oh if, shit, if I did I'm not know correct that. In that, um, that's awesome. Yeah, of course they have some like mega songs. Yeah, and, like really catchy stuff. For sure. That's so cool. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited to go to all the shows. Thanks for having me on yeah. here. It's an honor to be a part of the Process podcast. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me here. Thank you for being one of my very first podcast guests. Absolutely. Being willing to be <laughs> part of the first the first wave. Yeah. I really appreciate you and your music and your time. And, yeah, thank you so much for yeah. being here. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that was so fun. Woo! All right. Here we are. We're still alive. If you want to check out a live show by Head to the Roots or just check out more of Anthony's work, just go to headtotheroots.com. That's H E A D to the roots.com if this podcast resonates with you please please rate review and follow the podcast it will really help us and if you're interested in supporting the podcast so that i can eventually hopefully soon put out more than one episode per month go to patreon.com slash sienna process 
p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash s-i-e-n-a process. Thank you so much for your continued support and encouragement. You guys all mean so much to me. I will see you next month. The Process is presented by Rochester Groovecast. Produced, edited, and mixed by Sienna Facciolo. Our theme music is written and performed by Sienna Facciolo, Chris Palace, and Jordan Rabinowitz, featuring Sally Louise on guitar. Mixed by Chris Palace, mastered by Jet Galindo. See you next month. Sending hugs.